Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. If you're like me, you are living a good life, but you're striving for something more, something better, learning and growing, trying to improve and up-level your life, your business, your health. From goals to habits, productivity to time management, and a whole lot of growth mindset in between, Look no further for positive solutions for your life than here to help you transform from the inside out so you can truly live the life you desire. Today's topic is the number one thing that is holding you back. What is that? What is the number one thing that is holding you back from accomplishing your dreams and goals? It's fear. Yes, there I said it. You can stop listening now. No, not really. Kidding. There are a lot of fears out there, which is the fear that is holding you back the most. Is it the fear of failure or maybe the fear of success, fear of change, uncertainty, criticism, not enough? What about making the wrong decision? What about all the other fears of being in large crowds or open spaces or small enclosed spaces or animals or heights or the fear of public speaking? The list goes on and on. There are so many fears, but I believe the number one fear that is holding people back from accomplishing their dreams and goals is the fear of rejection. We feel rejected when we feel hurt from somebody. It's painful. It often stops us in our tracks, but it doesn't happen as often as you think. Rejection happens in a situation, usually with one person, at one time. In Brendan Burchard's research, he finds that the average person is rejected by five to seven people in their life. Five to seven people. How many people have you known over your lifetime? Have you interacted with over your lifetime so far? Hundreds? thousands, odds are that you've been hurt or rejected by less than one half of 1% of all the people that you know or have interacted with. Yet these times create the fear of being unliked, judged, dismissed, hurt, criticized, rejected, And we generalize this to most situations and people in our lives. But how do we avoid the fear of rejection? We we avoid the fear of rejection when we place high value on what other people think. We want to please others. We want to make them happy so we can continue to receive their love, affection, so that they think that we're adequate, that we meet their standards. 
So we don't feel that hurt or disappointment or feel rejected. How does this play out in real life? Three examples. So are you a parent who has ever taken your young child to the grocery store, to church or other public places, and the child then acts out, has a tantrum, is crying and screaming and not happy? A parent who fears rejection and is worried about what other people think, what do they do? Like, how do they feel? Are they, do they get all uptight? They get tense. They get their heart rate increases. They might be embarrassed. They think everyone is looking at them. They might think everyone thinks that they're a bad parent for not being able to control their child or to get them to behave. And they might try every means to quiet their child down as quickly as possible but most of the time just giving in to what the child wants. That's one example. Been there, done that. What about another example? How about, have you? are you a mother or a father who wants to be a good parent to their school-age child that wants their kid to like them, to be their friend, be their buddy or their, you know, who, who, who wants to bend over backwards to do things for their kid. They drop everything and do for their kids. So they don't have to, so they can be happy. Their kid can like them. You know, they pick up, pick up after them. They do their laundry. They bring them shoes, their books, their instruments, or their homework that they forgot to school. Whatever else is needed. They just drop everything and do for the child just so they have their love and affection and they're happy. What about, are you a business owner? who puts the customer or client first. You do things to accommodate other people's schedules or their needs. You're open early, you stay up, stay open late, you work weekends or nights and you drop everything and do what the customers ask or request or what the business needs and you run yourself ragged. What happens? How do all of these examples make a person feel after a while? Do you feel like a pushover or a doormat where people, kids walk all over you? But you're running around with your head cut off and you're just getting worn down and you're frustrated and you're exhausted. You're not satisfied. You feel bad. You feel you know, hurt, dismissed? Do you feel dead inside because you have dropped everything and did things for others first? Is that what you want to be known for? I don't think so. I don't think people intentionally set out and want to feel like a doormat or a pushover or dead inside because they've dropped everything and did for others so much 
that they have lost who they are, what they want, and what makes them happy. I think every person starts out wanting to have a good relationship with others. They want to be appreciated, valued, and be a good person. But to be a good parent, mother, father, business owner, you have to release. You have to let go. Release, by the way, is one of the R's in my Smarter Two Goals Framework. You have to release or let go of the fear of rejection. Let go and release what other people think. To be a good parent, mother, father, business owner, you have to have boundaries and expectations. Think of boundaries and expectations like a fence around a yard or property and rules to live by. The boundaries are the fence. The fence is stable. It's permanent. It doesn't move around based on the weather or your mood or someone else's mood or expectations. It's there. It's permanent. These are the boundaries. What about the expectations? These are the rules and guidelines about what you will do, what you won't do, how you will respond and how you won't respond. You know, we, we have rules and guidelines all throughout life in school, out in work, out in public, on the roads. There's expectations, there's rules, there's guidelines. And there's also consequences for going outside the fence, outside the rules, outside the boundaries. You know, there's consequences, especially if it's a busy street or on, on the other side of the fence, there's a cliff or a deep body of water or a for forest. There are, expect there are consequences for going outside the fence, outside the boundaries. Hey, Peggy Meyer here, interrupting myself to ask you this important question. Do you have a vision or a dream for growing your business by the end of the year? Maybe your goal is to grow your email list, increase your profits or your sales, maybe even add a new product or service. If so, click on the link in the show notes to get the details of my free Making the Impossible Possible goal setting workshop on September 18th, set directly to your inbox. Stretch your mind of what is possible and finish the year strong. Now back to the podcast. So what kind of boundaries and expectations can you put in place for the examples I gave a little bit earlier? Okay, so what about the parent that's taking a young child to the grocery store, or church, or another public place that is acting up? Well, you could put in place, you know, some boundaries and expectations boundaries, just getting what's on the list, right? What about if the child acts up? What is your boundaries and expectations? Like, what are you going to do? What are you not going to do? You need to have a plan. So the child is acting up. 
do you distract them? Do you have like this little song or tune that you kind of just chant or, you know, hum along and it can distract the child from whatever they're doing? Or we can have them look for a certain color in the store or a shape, you know, or you have their favorite toy or one of their favorite toys that they only get to play with when they are out in public, when they're at the store, when they're at church or at a location where you, so that they get entertained by that. You can also talk to yourself so that you remain calm. Yes, Peggy, everything is going to be okay. Just take a deep breath, smile, right? Um, what's next on your list? Let's get through this. You'll be okay, right? Talk to yourself. And you can remind yourself that everyone else around is so glad they're not you right now, right? We often think that people are judging us, thinking that we're a bad parent. But most of the time, they're just glad it's not them, right? They've been, been there, right? I remember a time when we were shopping for in a department store for clothes, and I had a couple of my kids with me. I have six, so I probably had like maybe three or four kids with me, and one of them was, you know, three or four done shopping, just done shopping, and they were throwing a tantrum and they, and they actually just fell on the floor in the middle of the main aisle, main, you know, hall that goes in the, the department store. And they were just throwing a tantrum. And I just walked away and walked over to a rack of clothes where I could still keep an eye on my girl while, but just remaining calm. And it was funny about how other people reacted. People were looking around, trying to figure out if this child was lost, if, you know, their, you know, if the parent was by. And so once that started, I calmly walked over to my daughter, said, are you done? And thank goodness it worked. You know, she just got up and we just went on our way. She was done. One example, right? What about the parent of a school-aged child? What they, what can they do to create boundaries and expectations with, of how to act, right? So there could be chores, having chores to do that for them on a regular basis. Hey, you know, there's a lot of things that go on in taking care of a house. What can they help with? Putting dishes away, putting them in the sink, putting um, in the dishwasher, putting them away, you know, picking up, cleaning up. Um, they can have regular chores. They can have special chores if they want to have somebody, a friend over, or they want to go do something. How can you teach and show them how to do these things, how to do the laundry, how to cook some snacks or prepare some food for a snack or help with the meals? What about making sure that they have everything they need to go to school before they walk out the door? What kind of checklist can you help them develop? Okay, do I have all my books, my shoes, my instrument, my you know practice jersey, clothes, whatever? Like, can you help them by showing them how to go through a mental list 
or even one that's written down, right? And checking off to make sure that they have everything before they leave the house. So I remember a time I had this uh, where, again, we had like maybe three kids or four kids. I can't remember at the time, but my second daughter was in first or second grade. And in at the time, we had K2 in one school building and three through six in another school building. And the three through six was like two or three blocks from our house. And there was a bus that you that would bus the younger siblings to the K to two building. And my kids would walk the two or three blocks to school. And my younger daughter would get on the bus and go to her school. Well, she's always kind of like slow to get ready. And I have this rule, like they didn't really know it at the time, but she found out really quickly that I can't always guarantee that I'm going to be available to get them to school if they miss the bus. So what happened one morning was she was just putting around and whatever, and they, they left a little bit later than they normally do. And believe it or not, she missed the bus that took, that could take her to the K2 building. She ran home and was just upset that she had missed the bus. And I'm like, well, I got this other kid to get ready to go, like to get, I can't guarantee you that I'm going to get you to school on time. And I kind of just took my time getting, you know, myself ready, getting, you know, we had an infant at the time. So getting uh, my infant daughter ready to go. And I did get her to school just when the tardy bell was ringing. So guess what? But what get happened after that? What happened was she was ready on time before early for the next at least two weeks. Can't say that it stayed for, you know, the lifetime of her, the rest of her school days, but at least for the next few weeks, she never missed the bus. Actually, she never missed the bus again. So that's a story of how to put in a little bit of boundaries and expectations for a parent of a school age child. Well, what about the business owner? How can you set boundaries and expectations so that the business is not running you, right? You are running the business. The customers are not running the business. A lot, oftentimes it's setting firm, open and closed times or by appointment only if, if your business is something that can operate on those things. So for example, for myself, I have been a mental health provider in my own practice for over 20 years. And I have just recently got out of, stepped out of that. But when I first started, I was open five days a week. I was open, you know, from eight or nine in the morning to like five or five 30 at night, just open, you know, I could have walk-ins, you know, I thought this is great. And then I had like our third daughter and I was like, I really don't like working Fridays. Like I hardly have anybody come in on Fridays. I don't like working Fridays. All right. I'll go down to four. 
And then eventually, you know, I would get tired, like, I don't have that many clients that I can take care of. What if I go down to three? So I was at three days a week for a really long time. And then after my son was born, our last child was born, I was like, really, I have a lot of home responsibilities. Our kids were pretty active in sports. And I went down to two days a week. And I was still getting the same amount of clients that I wanted or needed at the time in those couple days than I was when I was open three, four, five days out of the week. And I was happier, right? I had set priorities, not for, you know, being open whenever clients were, were there. I set it for my own needs to keep my own sanity, to keep my own happiness, to keep my kids happy, to be able to pick them up when I want to, whether it was after school or four o'clock or five o'clock, attend their activities. I put my happiness, my kids, my family ahead of what I thought the clients wanted, right? And then I stopped feeling guilty about it. If somebody changed my thought pattern, if somebody wanted my services bad enough, they'll make time for me. They will make time. They make time to get their hair done or their nails done or go to other doctor appointments like eye appointments or health appointments. They can make time for my services as well. And that's just one example, again, of something that was how I created some boundaries and expectations in my work. So as a recap, the number one fear that is holding you back is the fear of rejection that we often generalize and turn into valuing what other people think so much that we lose what is important to us, what we want, what we value, what makes us happy. So stop being dead inside and out. Stop dropping everything and doing for others and be who you want to be by setting boundaries and expectations so that you can start living your life the way you want. Start being and accomplishing your dreams and goals. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value, insights, and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live. While you're there, would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it, and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform, and let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.